That was Jimmy Cliff. I can see clearly now. Bridget Leslie speaks with Mark Forgini, a former merchant Navy deck officer and owner of the premier Caribbean wild rice brand, Maruga Hill Rice. Mark explains to Bridget how his business uses sustainable methods and mechanisation to allow large-scale farming, so this delicious rice can now be shared with the world. How are you going, Mark? Very good, thank you, Bridget, and hello to Australia. Hey, we connected about three years ago now at the very beginning of the pandemic. It was the very first time I had done a live Instagram uh, link to a rice estate. Can you remember that? Yes, I do, because we got thousands of views from Canada, from America, from England. People were asking us about you about how come rice grows on dry land. It, it was amazing, you know, and the, the fact that we can use, we normal people, farmers, can use technology and get the word out there. That is what is so encouraging. Oh, absolutely. And uh, Travel Rice's radio audiences would have benefited from that in, little Instagram show. So go ahead and check it out on Marks as well as uh, my Instagram, it'll be great uh, for um, the audience just to see where you're based and the kind of um, brands you offer. Now, we're talking about Vista Dora Estates, the Maruga Hill rice brand, which is yours, right? Yes, it is. Okay, so take me through the estate history real quick, because there's some rich story there and then your family's connection to the estate. Yes, so this was actually one of the first places in the Western Hemisphere where oil was produced by an English firm, Trinidad Leaseholds Limited. They found oil in commercial quantities in Maruga at very shallow depths, but it was also, had always been a farming community. And one of the pioneers in that was the Herrera family. My grandfather, my great-grandfather, was working for them as a self-taught road builder. And so when the oil industry came in in the 1920s into 30s, my grandfather started building roads and drill locations, drill site locations for TLL. And yet, in between all these locations, they had cocoa and coffee and the Maruga Hill rice growing. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? And by the way, you are from a marine background and you had a deep interest in bringing modern techniques to the estate, which is what I remember from the last time I spoke about you. I spoke to you. Yes. Um, take, take us through your own journey and connection to that land. So, so well, much like the prodigal son, <laughs> I when I was growing up, I just was fascinated. I grew up on the Texaco camp, but we would be here at my grandfather's estate every weekend. And I saw these huge ships and I, you know, you would meet people from um, Holland, people from Norway, people from England who were all the officers and, and, and ratings on these ships. And they would be at the Texaco club. And I, that's what I dreamt I wanted to do. And I was fortunate enough to be able to do that with a great firm, Bibi Line. 
so many times I've forgotten <laughs> 50, 60, if I remember. And and I saw the world and I saw it from the eyes of an island boy looking at what people were doing with their countries. And I never forgot in Fujairah when I was traveling between Dubai and Fujairah to join one of the ships and we're going desert, desert, desert. And then you're up in the mountains and suddenly all around you are orchards and orchards of peaches and apples. And and I was like, wow. And I said to the driver, how is this possible? And he says, look, that big pipe. And yes, for 80 or 100 miles, we'd seen this huge pipe. It was desalinated water and they had drip irrigation and they had orchards growing there in the in the 90s. Then when I was in, um, in Taiwan, um, I, I saw marine sea farming. They actually had floating farms out in the sea, in, in Gaspé, in, um, in, in, in Canada. They had lobster farming going on, floating farms out in the sea. So I saw people, places where they were using what they had bringing technology and new ideas and making the land or the sea more productive. And when I came back home after 18 years straight at sea, pretty much, you know, just like home for vacation. But when I came home to live, I saw Maruga through different eyes and I realized, hey, we have something special here. And it's because of, of, of life. The rice came from Africa via America, but they lost the grain in America. We kept it here and it transformed with the Amerindian um, rice species. And that's why today our variety grows on dry land, has so much iron and is so healthy. So it was looking back at what we had, Bridget, and looking at it now from having seen other people overcome obstacles that I realized we could change from the difficult and the, and the not so good slash and burn farming. We could change to more sustainable methods that would encourage young people to protect our environment and grow the rice at the same time. And that's really what I'm trying to teach, Bridget. Yeah, uh, and sustainability really is on the tip of everybody's tongues, including investors in the farming industry. I want to go real quickly, though, uh, to uh, seed to harvest process before we come back to this. Yes, we have. So before people would, they would, it would take at least six, sometimes nine people, one person punching, one person dropping the seed, one person covering the seed. And it was very slow. You could only do an acre of land in about two, three days. What we did, um, we keep the trees. We don't cut down the trees, but we leave the trees 40 to 60 feet apart. We use a special chitling and a mulch. And we plant our chittle seed on top of the thin Amazonian topsoil, which is rich, but it's only like six inches. Then... We cover that with an organic fertilizer mulch again so that the rice seed has water and nutrition as soon as it emerges. Then during the process, we, it, we plant it so dense it keeps out the weeds on the inside of the field. So yeah. we are trying to show the world, Bridget, 
that you can produce a healthy organic food and keep your land, keep your land in A-grade condition for the next generation. And talking about this A-grade condition and then coming back to the subject matter of sustainability, what's that looking like for you? Right. Well, if you go on our page, um, Facebook Maruga Hill Rice, you will see when I get up at 4.30 in the morning, I come up to, to we have a little cabin, an outdoor cabin. I come up here and I make my coffee and I see the sunrise at about 5.30 in the morning, Trinidad time. And I'm going to see the macaws. I'm going to see the cockatoos, um, the Amazonian parrots all flying around. I'm going to hear the monkeys. And for me, Bridget, A-grade means that right in my rice field, I can have macaws, parrots, um, red brocket deer, monkeys living in my rice fields. The, I, my activities don't scare them off. I am not bothered by their presence. Yeah, they might eat a little bit of rice. They might eat some of my avocados. But there's so much more joy they bring to you on a morning when you hear them. You get up, you look out your porch, and there's a macaw eating a banana, right? And he's wild. He's natural. You, you don't have him in a cage. And they, they because they know you're not shooting them, you're not, you know, hitting them, they come. So I leave some bananas. I leave some um, some avocados out and you get these creatures coming and it's it's just joyous. On a morning, you know, that is the best prayer and you're ready to face all the challenges from the human race. <laughs> <laughs> it right? sounds like a very dangerous prayer, but I suppose it's the adventure. Something <laughs> about adventure, Australians love all things outdoors, doing something different. So when they get to visit you on the rice estate, what can they expect to do around? Well, well that's a brilliant question, Bridget. Well, we are still in a piece of the Amazon, so we have giant anacondas. We have the um, we have the most dangerous snake in the world, the Bushmaster. That's his English name. The Mapipi is his Patois French name. The Feu de Lance is another name. He's an ambush predator with a horrible toxin. So you have to know, you know, you have to know how you walk through the bush. But we have lovely rivers. We have the only river in the Caribbean here in Moruga in Trinidad, which is on a black basaltic stone. So the entire riverbed is, it. we call it Moon River, and it's like craters like the moon with clear water. The other rivers around here are muddy water, um, but then they have the manatees, they have the monkeys. So we have a, a range of activities. You can go ATVing. You can come camping on the estate. Um, we have caimans. We have the manatees I told you about in the Sweetwater Rivers. We have lovely fishing. We have um, Grantikai, tarpon, which is amazing fishing. If you get a tarpon on the line, you have a good 45-minute, one-hour fight to land a good-sized tarpon. And they, they live in the rivers. They come up the rivers by the mangrove swamp. We have an eclectic mix of amazing food in Maruga in Trinidad. So you can have adventure and you won't have to eat like Crocodile Dundee, right? You, 
<laughs> more like his royal highness. <laughs> Why not? Why not? And if I remember correctly, you used to do cooking demonstrations for people who'd visit the estate. Is, is that still happening? Very much so. Very much so. In fact, this is why we've expanded the, the cabin. And we have a large kitchen where three chefs can cook at the same time. And we've made it like it was in 1816 so that you can cook over an outdoor fire and you can have um, the rice, the, the plantains. Oh, yeah. And you were saying that during the pandemic, demand for the Maruga Hill rice brand actually increased. Tell us about that. Yes. Wow, yes, Bridget. Yeah, we were getting emails and um, Facebook Messenger requests from Lithuania, from Greece, from um, way up um, Alberta Oil Sands, a guy up there who saw the rice and he was diabetic and he wanted the rice. Wisconsin, you know, we were flooded, flooded. People suddenly, because a lot of people in Trinidad were taking the rice because of the high iron it increased the oxygen in their bloodstream naturally. So people, as they started feeling a little off, they were buying the rice, blending it, and drinking it like a smoothie with natural rainwater and said they were actually feeling better. Um, and a lot of people, I mean, it was a home remedy. Um, I drink it that way as a porridge every morning. But a lot of people became very interested. And then... They started using the rice with chili peppers, like one of our recipes, using the rice with cinnamon. And now we had people using the rice not only for health, but because it tastes great. So we got a lot, a lot of demand. When, when people heard, when the spotlight came on us, a lot, a lot of international demand. And we're thankful for it because we are now, as a farmer, connecting with end users directly through um, Carib Shopper through our own distribution in America so that we are able to get better prices and get fresh food. Because every week, Bridget, every fortnight, sorry, we mill rice fresh so that the rice that goes to people is freshly milled, freshly packed and shipped straight away. It's not been sitting in a warehouse for months in a package. What are you looking forward to in terms of expansion plans new ideas coming in or focus areas we it's it's the teaching of the young people um yes we're gonna grow but we want to grow by getting more young people involved on their grandparents or great-grandparents estates we want to reverse the brain drain keep more of them in maruga and we've been working with the university uh the university of the west indies saint augustine and there's some brilliant young people there, Dr. Keegan Jones, Dr. Kavita Lal. They followed up on the work of Professor Dr. Gary Garcia. And they actually have been using our feed and feeding neotropical animal called the agouti, Daisy Proctor. And we have been able to grow Daisy Proctor to 25 pounds in three months, which is double what they grow in the wild. And it's cheaper than chicken. It's healthier than chicken. It has zero. It has zero bad cholesterol, and it's all good heart meat. Bridget Leslie there speaking with Mark Forgeni about his Caribbean wild rice.